Hello, everyone, and welcome to the DH Effect. I am Sonia, and this is my amazing co-host, Hillary. And this whole month, we have been talking about vision casting and how important it is to help us achieve our dreams. Our guest today, Ali Holman, has this vision and the grid that can last for miles and miles, literally. Thank you so much for joining us, Ali. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be talking to you guys. Oh gosh, Allie, we have known each other since high school. And as we've gotten older, so much more has really been revealed to me about who you are and what you've survived and how absolutely you are thriving as an entrepreneur, national media fitness guru, author, and kind of a pretty freaking awesome mom to two powerful (laughs) young women. Um, You're really known for speaking your truth unapologetically and continuing to inspire others to transform their fitness lives. How did Core Camper come to be? Well, you know, I've been training for 25 years. And before I had kids, before I got married, of course, I had tons of time to go to the gym, look at myself in the mirror, go get a smoothie after all that great stuff. Um, I have a daughter who's 16 years old. And once I had her, uh, I realized I understood why all of my clients that I were training would drop off once they had kids. Because of course, before I had kids, I was like, well, just keep working out. It's good for you. It's good for your stress. But then I realized, like I said to Mark, I feel like the minute I became my Marcus, my husband, I said, the minute I became a parent, I feel like they put a guilt chip in my arm and I literally feel guilty for doing anything for myself. So I totally understand uh, where they were coming from. So I said, I have to create something where I can like literally show up in people's living rooms, whether they're in their pajamas, they haven't brushed their teeth, their kids are running around, they're on, they're on a work trip, whatever. And keep in mind back then, no one was doing online workouts, like nobody. So we, of course, were, you know, trying to scrimp this together financially and get this. And we ordered a little Minneapolis landscape background sticker, put it on one of our walls. Uh, We pooled our money and we got this, the nicest camera we could afford. And we decided we're going to start videoing. And we paid some guy, a college student to create this website for us with where we could upload videos every day. And uh, we decided to, to do this. And so core camper began, we actually began with a couple members for the first couple weeks. And now we have grown um, over the last 15 years where people all over the world work out with us online. We do under 20 minute online workouts, three difficulty levels, we cater to everybody. And it's, it's funny because it's very real life. You know, we'll screw up, our dogs will run in, we'll stop because our kids need something. It's, it is very, I think, relatable. Um, and not, we're not an, even intending to be, but we're just, Hey, we're fitting in our workout too with you. Um, and so that's, that's kind of how core camper began. And so many things have kind of come off of core camper as far as, you know, other businesses that we have created off of core camper, but we're, we still do it. I actually just shot my video this morning. Um, I fit it in as soon as in between, uh, my elementary or my high school are going to school and waiting for my elementary kid to wake up. Uh, fit in my 20 minute, uh, film my 20 minute workout. You know, I'm really curious. I mean, it's just so incredible how this has expanded. Mm-hmm. And you know, this month, we're really focusing on on vision and vision casting. And I'm personally for me, when I hear that word, it's overwhelming at first. It's like, yeah. the vision, it has to be so big. And did you always that did you always have this vision where I'm going to one day create this movement of health and have all of these things lined up? Like, for you, yeah. what, what did vision look like? 
So my main vision, I grew up with a mom that was very reliant on whoever she was married to at that time financially. And so I always was like, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to own my own business. I'm not going to rely on anybody else. And I always tell even my girls, always live by yourself, pay your own bills, prove to yourself you can do it before you ever tie yourself to anybody else. And so that was always my goal. Now, fitness has always been my passion. Um, when I was in school, people always ask if I played sports. I, the one thing I did, and I did it for two years, was cheerleading because I could stay after school and get the bus home. Um, any other sports that required any type of parents driving and stuff, that wasn't an option for me. And so um, I would put my focus into working out. I go running, I go do, you know, I'd come up with workouts in my basement. I do things like that. So that was kind of my outlet. So I decided when I went to college, I'm like, I, I want to be a news anchor. I love fitness. So I'm going to marry them together. And my, I remember my journalism professor at university of Arizona said, there is no jobs like that. I mean, that's great, but there's not a job that where you're on TV and you're doing fitness. And I was like, well, I'm going to create the job. And so it's been really tough. I've been doing TV now for, you know, 16, 17 years. Um, and I've gotten told, I tell people I've gotten told 90, no, 99 times. And yes, one, if you want to look at the ratios, um, but I've been able to be successful, uh, just kind of just keep pushing. And my motivation has always been, I, I have that expectation for myself to be an independent, strong woman. Cause that's the example I want to set for my girls. I think that's so powerful because, and I, I want to sit there for a second. I'll tell you, I actually have clients that, that we've been talking lately, and this has been the theme. They don't even know, you know, do I want to stay with my spouse or not? And you can't mm -hmm. know that until you're not dependent, yes. right? Like yeah. then, you know, you're really showing up in love. Then you yes. really know that you're showing up because you want to do it, not because you need to do right. it. And that's, right. I mean, you, you and Mark just have a beautiful relationship. I Thank love you. watching the two of you interact. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because we're polar opposites. I'm type A and he's type Z. Um, and we, <laughs> I we can't do it. And, not even type B, type Z. <laughs> yes. And so, I mean, he, he, I needed him because I'm the type of person where I'll be up all night writing, waking up going, I got to do this. I got to do this. Or, oh my gosh, is this going to work out? And he is the exact opposite. Like, don't worry. It's all going to work out. You know, I got, and, and so it's sometimes to, to the point where I'm like, dude, we need to worry about this a little bit more. I, you know, but, and he's, he's to me, he always says, sometimes you make me kind of focus on things a little bit more because I'm too laid back, but um, we complement each other because we, we really do bring a good balance between the two of us. Um, even in parenting, we, we work together. So we created core camper together. He does all the back end stuff. He shoots videos too. Um, but he, he's actually, he actually does way more work than I do, but I'm the one out front. So people think he works for me. <laughs> so, but he's the type of guy who's like, yeah, I work for her. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, so, but you know, it's important to me, my girls, they know they know the struggle that, and you probably witnessed it on social media over the years. I drag my kids on TV because they're free labor. Um, I include them in the videos because again, I want to diversify them and I, I didn't have money to pay somebody. So I'm like, Hey, let's do this with the kids. So my kids have been a big part of the success of our business. Cause we have really involved them and, and said like this stuff doesn't that we're in, this doesn't just show up. Like mm -hmm. this is hard work. I always tell the house I'm in right now was built by burpees. 
Mm-hmm. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Oh, I want to faint just hearing that word. Uh, yeah. Well, oh, can I just say, yeah. you know, in terms of a visionary, you know, we think of, you know, groups need that person that inspires the ideas and what that vision is. And for you within our, within your household, there's a, there's visionaries, it's called mom and dad. And yeah. these, these, your children are looking to you and, and I'm just going to particularly um, talk about mom, Ali, that, you like I can I cannot imagine these young your young children who have looked to life how how should I what is excellence what is our standard of our home and and looking to you as moms are visionary she's mm-hmm. leading the way and creating a canvas of what what is possible and I know that you have two incredible they happen to be two incredible athletes can you talk about that leadership and, and vision within just the home, the most intimate relationships that you share. So I to, before you, sorry, before you say something, I just have to say, not only are they incredible athletes, but they're incredible scholars as well. And yes, kind of yeah. just cool. I mean, yeah. when you get glimpses, they're really amazing kids. So I have to get, I mean, moms need to hear that. <laughs> yes, thank you. Well, and for people who are just watching, you know, obviously we're in, uh, my husband's black and I'm white, obviously. So our daughters are biracial. And I took that very seriously when I married Mark, I said, because here's the thing you look at like even Barack Obama, no one calls him the first biracial president. They call him the first black president. And so I am a mother to two strong black girls. And I, I, and that is, I always say I'm a strong white woman raising two strong black girls. And I consider it an honor. And I consider it something that um, if I was to keep pushing on them, well, don't forget you're half white, don't, you know, then that's making it about me because I, you know, I want them to have a realistic view about how the world sees them and maybe the struggles that they're going to have because of their skin color, which they already have had and I've witnessed, um, you know, and so, you know, I always am mindful of that too, that I want to create these girls that are super proud of who they are, of their identity, but also can, when they're confronted with things like that in their life, as far as, um, maybe not getting a job over somebody else, or maybe being perceived as something just by how they look. And then they have to prove themselves. I want them to be mentally and physically strong enough in order to, to combat those things, because it is good. They are going to face it. And even at, uh, you know, even at, at fifth grade and 10th grade, they are facing them. So, um, you know, it's really important for me to not only, and we kind of express our strength, obviously through physicality, my girls both play basketball. Um, the requirement for me is if I'm going to put in the time, the money and everything into these sports, you are also going to put in the effort on the back end um, because it's a package deal. You know, I'm putting in all, all this. You have to be working harder than me. And, you know, I, I think a lot of parents are afraid to require that of their kids, but I think it's important to understand that you don't just show up and be great. You do a lot of things that people don't see um, in order to be great. And so that's kind of how I'm trying to raise my girls. And uh, I have just seen both of them. They're they become role models, I think, within their own peer peer group uh, because of how hard they work. And I, you know, they are they are known for their work ethic. And so, I now see, especially with my high schooler, she's very proud of that. Uh, she calls herself the hardest worker in the room. You know, I see her. Um, you know, she, she takes pride in the fact that she works hard. So, you know, we had we've had our battles. Don't don't get it twisted. <laughs> we have we have had our battles about it. But I think now the the light has been shed on it where she understands like, Hey, 
like I'm, I work hard and it's paying off and then, you know, and I'm inspiring other people. So, well, and she, I mean, Ellie's being super modest because I think, I think your daughter, your oldest daughter, I don't know if you want me to say names or not. I guess you do in, in, in yes, Ava, videos, yeah. but Ava, but Ava, um, I mean, I know at, at least as early as eighth grade, maybe it was even earlier. She was ranked nationally as yes, a yeah. basketball player. <laughs> so. yeah, she's really good. And, and she's, um, but she's very humble. You know, she's the type of kid where um, she likes to be the underdog. Uh, we call her the dark horse, you know, because she just kind of just keep where a lot of kids kind of just excel right away. And she just basically has just kept working and working. And she really does kind of thrive in being that, I don't know, she gets off on kind of being that underdog and, uh, and I get it, you know, it's like, she, she has a little chip on her shoulder. And I, I think that's, that can serve you well sometimes. <laughs> that's what I was, yeah, I was yeah. gonna, well, I, I was going to say too, what's so powerful to hear is that she's not defining herself as well. I'm the national, I'm nationally ranked, which is yeah. the outcome, yeah. right? It's I'm a freaking hard worker mm-hmm. yeah. and you know, that it takes discipline and I don't mind coming from the shadows and like surprising everyone. Like yeah. to me, where this is another theme going into February, it's she's seeing herself for who she is, how yeah. she, how she presents herself to the world. And you, it started in the home because you've always recognized those, yeah. those characteristics that brought her to these achievements. And I think that's just, here's a great example of a celebration of that relationship. Yeah. She posted on her, on her Snapchat the other day, you know, I'm, I sound so old, but I don't understand Snapchat. Like it's just <laughs> all the streaks and all that. I don't know if you guys with high schoolers and stuff, it's like, I don't, I don't understand it, but I laughed because I follow her. She's like the only person I follow. Cause of course I have to spy on her. And so she posted, uh, you guys all have a, you, all of your moms are Karens. My mom is Allie. <laughs> <laughs> I do know but, that joke. It's like, she, she always does tell me, she's like, I appreciate, you know, everything that you do. And, you know, I appreciate, she's like, you're, you're, you're a really cool white person, mom. And I'm like, well, thank you, Ava. You know, like she, she, she understands, I think that um, a lot of times I'm put in a position where I don't want to speak for her or for Mark or anything and how they're feeling, because I have no idea. I'm just basically a spectator to a lot of the crap that goes on. And when you see, when you're a spectator to it happening to your family, Mm. it's awful. I mean, Mark has been stopped by the police multiple times, um, asking whose car he's driving. I mean, we actually had a Mercedes. He got rid of it because he kept getting stopped. Um, he went, he's like, I'm getting an old white guy car. I'm getting a Honda pilot. So I don't get stopped because of it. And my kids have been with them, you know, in a lot of these instances and, uh, and it, it really does worry me. And I think that a lot of people, when you're not in that world, or at least have family members, you don't realize that, yes, a lot has changed, but a lot has not changed. Um, so I worry about them all the time. Well, and that's yeah. something I, I, I admire about you so much, Allie, is that you really, you always show up with your truth, with your family's truth. Um, you are not afraid to be seen. You're not afraid to say it. But that takes a lot of confidence to show up in that kind of authentic way. I mean, I can, you know, I, I can think of other people that we've talked to and even myself, it's like, I don't know, should I say that? Am I going to offend someone? Like, where does that come from, Allie? How do you have that confidence to just be like, no, this is, this is, I'm not going to apologize for this. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think a lot of it too, is I feel like if, if I'm going to sign up to, you know, marry a black man and be a mother to two amazing black girls. Like I would be doing such a disservice to them. 
um, by not being authentic. And I think the other thing too is, I think white people need to hear from other white people um, the stuff that we see going on when we have black family members, because you can't tell me I'm playing the race card. You can't, you know, because I'm white. And so it's, and also I have a, a platform, you know, a lot of the TV stations I've been on, they don't sometimes necessarily like how outspoken I am. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but you know, um, if, if you, if you don't agree with you equal human rights, then I don't want to be on your television station. And I'm willing to forego that opportunity because it's more important to me. Um, and so I think now, now that all this stuff has happened with George Floyd and stuff, all the companies that I work with now are patting me on the, before they were like this. Now they're kind of patting me on the back for like, Hey, we appreciate you got you doing that. And I'm like, well, you didn't like it five years ago, wow. but, you know, Hey, if you're late to the party, you're late to the party. Um, and I think that, I think it's just really, really important for, um, for me to basically share what I observe. Um, because it's really frustrating for me. You know how it is like, so like when you, we get stopped by the police, I mean, I'll even say to the cop, like, well, why did you stop me? Like I wasn't speeding. Like I actually will have a, like, I'll be pissed about it. Right. Like Mark, you know, he knows the minute he gets stopped, he keeps his hands on the thing. He puts, he opens his wallet and opens it up. He doesn't say a word except yes, sir. It's, you know, and, and the reason why is it's a truly a survival thing and that's how he was raised and that's how things still are. Um, and so you know, I just, I want people to understand that just because we had a march and just because we see a little bit of change and because of media coverage, a lot of the stuff is still happening. So thank you for, I mean, uh, it's so great to, to hear that message over and over and over again. And that's mm -hmm. the only way to, to not be so disconnected from it. Right. Like, uh, remember everyone it's still happening. And just to share yeah. your story is just I, I so appreciate that, that you I are tell, the voice. Yeah. I tell my daughters, I say a lot of, cause they'll have sometimes white friends come over. Right. And I say, I, I say to them, you have to understand that sometimes because of where you live, you live in a really nice house. Your mom is on TV and uh, people understand. So they'll, it's okay that I said, now, if we had the exact same family with the exact same family values, but we lived in a one bedroom apartment over in Brooklyn center, those same kids might not be allowed to come over. Mm -hmm. And that's just the truth. Like, you know, and so my girls really, um, have a lot of discernment about that and awareness. Um, you know, and I think that's important. It's, it's just important to understand the reality of, of what's going on and then move from there. Um, because I want them to, I just want them to be, be prepared. Ava's going to college in two years and I want her to be prepared, um, because right now she lives such a cushy life, um, and pretty insulated. So I, I just want her to, my, my main goal is for her just to be, um, just be prepared with an open mind and open heart and just, um, understand the world for what it is. That's, you know, something that I'm, as I'm listening to you, it's been going through my head sort of the, the entire time is just, and it sounds so crazy to say it, but the creativity of your brain, like you are, you see the connections in so many different aspects. And so that idea of vision, it's not just with a vision in your business or a vision with how you're going to move forward, but a vision for your family and, and really the vision for the future that we need to create for one another within our communities. Mm -hmm. And, and I just, I celebrate that so much. It's fun. It's like, I just want to lean in for a little bit and be like, 
Oh, okay. So let's brainstorm this idea because mm -hmm. I, I'm, I feel like you just see all these connections. It's really fun to, to be a part and listen to it. Well, thank you. Thank you. I mean, just like you said, a lot of times you wonder, well, should I say it? Should I ask the question? I always say do it yeah. because, um, you know, you can't really grow from it unless you just kind of put yourself out mm -hmm. there, you know? And, you know, I think that a lot of times I notice these things because of my kids and I, and my mother-in-law is amazing. Okay. And, and keep in mind back in the day, she was the help. She, the movie, the help, that was her. She couldn't come through the same entrance. She had to use a different bathroom. I mean, all of this, she grew up in the segregated South. She always tell, cause I tell her, I said, I look at people's like prom pictures. And I say, I always wonder like, do they notice there's no diversity in these pictures? Like, or am I just noticing it? And she said, it's like when you're looking for a Honda and you're looking to buy one. Well, of course you're going to notice all the Hondas on the road because you're looking, you're, you're in the, you're in the market, right? She's like, but if you're not, you're not even noticing that. And she said, a lot of times it's not intentional with people, you know, as far as the lack of diversity, it's just what we know. We're comfortable with what we know and what we're focused on at that time. And so, you know, I think that's kind of how my brain works too. I just want everybody to kind of look at the world that way and say, it'd be really cool if we could maybe add a little bit, bit of diversity and different levels um, to, to our families because it will only enrich us, um, if anything. So. Well, I think this is a great shift a little bit to talk to our listeners because we've been hearing a lot, you know, the new year and you know, <laughs> maybe particularly like physical fitness or spiritual fitness, mental fit, all of it, yeah. um, and, or even just creating a vision for themselves. Is there any advice that you could, you know, speak to, uh, you know, the first step, the first two steps to our listeners who are really having a hard time seeing that vision and how to, how to take action on it? To, as far as kind of changing their health and, and doing that. Yeah. Maybe yeah. usually it is starting from the, their physical feeling and then beyond that. Yeah. What's well, that? you know, I was the, the research shows that most people abandon their get fit new year's resolution, um, after nine days, which, wow. you know, is really hard on us to go through that. It's like going through a breakup over and over again. Mm -hmm. And it really is, and it beats you down a little bit. So next time you think about having that goal, you've already been defeated by it before you even start it. And so, you know, I always, I, it's called, uh, I always called, I always to encourage people to work on habit building. So for example, super simple for the next week, I'm going to get a one, I'm going to go buy myself a water thing and I'm going to have three of these a day. Like super simple. Next thing you know, that's a habit. Okay, so then week two, I'm gonna have a habit of, I'm gonna go for three walks a day, 15 minutes each walk. Okay, doable goals. You kind of get in that habit, it starts feeling good. Next thing you know, you've built that habit. That is how, that is truly the key to lifelong fitness and feeling good about yourself and feeling successful about setting those goals. It's not about a huge overhaul in your life. It never works. It, especially when you throw in now, let's say if you were able to go to a retreat away from your family for three months, you could probably overhaul your life super easy, right? You have nothing getting in the way, but when you have everything else coming at you, especially as a mom, it's almost impossible to even find time to go get your nails done or find time to go to the grocery store. It's hard to even find That's why women rarely even go to the doctor um, to check on their health. So even though we know we should. 
So by habit building, you're just slowly but surely adding these habits into your life. That's what works. Um, and when people do that, it's it really does slowly build your self-esteem on being successful and uh, making those positive changes in your life. So that would be my biggest suggestion is to not look, look at it. Don't look, even look at it as a resolution or a change. Look at it. You're going to start incorporating new habits um, into your life and make them super simple until they become part of your daily routine. Then add another one into it. I love it. I so that. I hear, I know I, I got, we got it. So it's, it's, I love it. I love the fact. So I hear, you know, habit building, you know, choosing something, but small steps, baby steps and keep your mm-hmm. eyes on the baby steps. And then once you have them add another one. Yes. And then I feel like another really good tip is to have a little alley in your life. Yes. And so how can Allie be in their lives? How can our, <laughs> our listeners and watchers find well, you? People can work out with me online. Um, the beauty of corecamper.com is basically, like I said, you can be anywhere. You can be wearing anything. No one's watching you. And I think a lot of things too, when you go to the gym, you want to do, you want to do something that works and you walk in, you just stare at everybody. (laughs) Okay. That person's on the treadmill. I'll go on the treadmill. Okay. This person's, you know, doing bicep curls. So a lot of people, I think, especially moms want to click off mentally and just say, tell me what to do. Just tell me what to do, what works. And so that's really what Core Camper is. We switch it up every day. We have a theme. The average workout is 16 minutes a day. And you can start really slow um, with our mobility level. Then we have low impact. And then we have fast track. We have meal plans that you can follow with a grocery list. So I always approach everything with Core Camper as if I'm a busy parent trying to fit this in what's going to work. Um, and so that, that they can, uh, go to corecamper.com and try our workouts for free. I think you guys will like it. Mark will have you cracking up. He's, he makes his little comments throughout the whole workout and <laughs> like dad jokes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yes. Pretty much. I, I but he's kind of cute to look at. <laughs> uh, he is, he is. You guys are such a beautiful family. Oh, oh my gosh. And, and also following you on Instagram at um, wow. would be great as well. Yep. Instagram at core camper, um, uh, Facebook fitness expert, Allie Holman. So, okay. and, um, then I do TV for CBS, Yahoo, MSN. So all of my, uh, segments are on there as well. And I usually will post those on my social media too. Oh my gosh. So to me, it's like, I'm leaving this conversation. Like Allie is just not on a movement. I mean, like she is the movement. Yes. Like your whole family <laughs> is. And yes, I've been on your Instagram and there, there is some inspiring things like my body can do that. Can do <laughs> well, that. you guys, I mean, Hillary, I'm going to be 49 years old, um, coming up on February 20th. And people are like, what? And I'm like, well, look, you may be fooled a little bit by the Botox. I get it. But also, you know, the key is I don't ever let my age limit on mm-hmm. what I can do. If anything, I've gotten more strong and resilient, um, the older I get. So yes. Yeah. I mean, I really do feel like a lot of people start going, well, people message me all the time and say, what exercises can a woman over 45 do? Like, well, why, why is that a turning point in your life? Um, I'm just hitting my stride, um, as far as, um, being empowered in who I am, wanting to try new things, you know, your kids get, I don't have toddlers anymore, anything like that. You know, this is actually when women really start to hit their stride. Um, And that's why we created even Core Camper because you can start slow. A lot of people, when they're starting, they don't want everybody watching them. 
they want it to be kind of a private journey sure. uh, until they, and so that's kind of why I think it works is because you, you don't have that in the back of your head. Like, Oh my God, these workout pants don't fit me. Like I, like I want them to, or I, do I look dumb doing this exercise? All of that goes out the window where you basically can just focus on you and getting stronger. Just, I love it. I mean, cause so what I am, so thank you because you are coming into your vision with a sense of purposefulness and service. There's so much compassion and thinking about <laughs> people on the other side and where our mindsets are at. Yeah. You just make it welcoming. And I just, I mean, I, I can't even imagine what your next five years is going to be in terms of the expansion. <laughs> so congratulations. We're going to be celebrating. You. Perhaps we'll do some burpees after this. Yeah. <laughs> No, well, I thought, okay. Yes. Yes. Right. I yes, will do the burpee. Course. Okay. Okay. All right. So thank you everyone so much for joining us for another episode of the DH effect. Um, hopefully you've come away with some of the inspiration that Hillary and I have. Um, please make sure to follow us on our social media platforms. Make sure to follow Allie's because it is fun, especially the Instagram. Like I've been following her, her videos and it's insp inspiring on what our bodies can do and the celebration of life. So, uh, and we are both on YouTube and all the podcast platforms. So pick your favorite one and subscribe. And we just wanted to end by making sure you knew that Hillary and I, we started something called friends with benefits membership program. Yeah. We went there, Allie. We totally <laughs> went there and it's, it's with purposefulness because we are, all, we are just loving friends. We all get the benefits of supporting and loving on each other as we personally grow. Um, and you can get that information on our website at the dhfect.com. Until next time, may you have the courage to live with a decided heart. Thank you.